Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes podcast. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are presented by HashtagBasketball.com. Let's get into the box scores. There's uh, a lot of things going on in the league, and it was kind of an interesting week all around, and I think some of that will come out. There's some uh, players and rotations changing and uh, some injured people coming back from injuries, so a lot of interesting stuff going on, so... The league, uh, week to week, you know, there's enough stuff going on where your fantasy strategy does kind of change. You got to stay up on it. You have to uh, make sure you're paying attention to the wins of of certain coaches' rotations or just the playing time of certain players. Uh, You got to know when guys like Reggie Jackson or Darren Collison are coming back, Drew Holiday, Tyreek Evans. And, you know, also just what's who's hot right now and all those things factor into what I call the I guess the the core zone uh, of become going from good to great. You know, you uh, I I say you you can lose a league in the draft, but you cannot win the league in your draft. So you can you can pick some really great guys in your draft and get some good sleepers. That doesn't mean you're going to win the draft. Like I said, unless Steph Curry has a historic, insane season. But other than that outlier, during the year, the moves you make and, and the guys that you find in that like middle that that, that middle zone um, of guys who you can stream, guys you pick up off the waiver wires, guys who you took a chance on who end up getting better later in the season, the, all those guys win you the league. Your stars are always going to be stars. But if you want to go, other teams are going to have stars as well. If you want to go from good to great, picking up players such as, you know, okay, Will Barton's been injured. Will Barton comes back. He starts playing really well. Guys that um, have the potential to, to, to swing your league are really the mid-tier guys. And, and they, um, they kind of dictate who wins the league. Your your best players are always going to be your best players, and you have to have you know one of those top tier players on your team. I think to win, it's very hard to you know miss out on one of the top eight guys and and still win the league. But what makes you better than the other guy who has the if you're the fourth best guy or the guy who has the fifth best guy? What makes you better than that guy is your ability to see trends pick up the right guys, get quality starts out of the right people, um, and, and and not be afraid of, uh, of taking chances on people on the waiver wire to, to give you the edge that you need. So enough about that philosophy of fantasy basketball. Let's go right to the box score. The first game tonight was the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Miami Heat. And uh, before that, actually, I want to give a quick shout-out to Kyle on Twitter Thanks, Kyle, for the feedback. I'm going to work on it. Let me know how it goes. Though I am surprised Kyle uh, got Twitter just to leave me feedback, which is uh, flattering, but also um, shocking that you didn't have Twitter. If you if you want to be good at fantasy basketball, you guys, you got to have Twitter. Uh, Twitter keeps all the news at your fingertips. you, you got to be scrolling through that nightly if you, want, if you want it. Speaking of edge, you know, if you want an edge, Twitter, Twitter is your friend. Um, I have I have a separate account just for people who I follow to for fantasy basketball. So, uh, but maybe I'm a little um, obsessed since I you know I have a podcast and all about the whole thing. So yeah, you might not want to uh, dive into that 
deeply, you know, where you're on Twitter 24 hours a day, uh, just looking at stuff about Jabari Parker's average steals per game, but it does help to know breaking news, injury news, stuff like that, guys you can run out and pick up off the waiver. Um, for instance, tonight, Brandon Knight was announced that he was going to be starting. So in a couple leagues where he is sitting on uh, the waiver wire in some of these uh, standard leagues, smaller standard leagues that I'm in, I went out and picked him up, and I gave him a start tonight. And uh, while it was a mistake to do that because he had a pretty poor night, he's starting, he's going to get you know close to starters minutes, and I'm willing to take a chance on him uh, in leagues where I need a, a point guard. We'll, we'll get into that later. So uh, back to where I tried to start. 76ers versus the Miami Heat. Uh, this was actually a decently close game. The Sixers won, which is um, a bit surprising for me anyway. Tonight, Joel Embiid played 23 minutes, 22 points, 5 rebounds, and a 3-pointer, plus 3 blocks and a steal. Uh, Joel Embiid, I think, is a must-own moving forward. I, I, this might be another one of those guys. Uh, Embiid might be one of those guys who... Might be one of those sneaky sell high guys because you look at his stats, you look at his 23 minutes, and so this is kind of like advanced trading kind of stuff. So, like, basic trading is you know, sell high and buy low, it's really easy, it's how stock markets work, it's it's simple um, advice. Advanced trading is kind of like reading the market and being ahead of the game, so instead of you know, selling high, you're already you're looking for the guy who's on the uptick. But everyone's not paying attention to that guy. It's like a guy who's a, you know just chilling instead of a buy low guy. Joel Embiid is a, is a, is a guy with a ton of hype, a ton of potential, uh, one of the best nicknames in the NBA. And people are on him. If you're playing fantasy, you know you like him. And he's only playing 23 minutes and he's already playing this well. I think a lot of people think he could be, you know, an outright superstar and – you know, he could be an outright superstar. He's doing so many things, but we're not really sure what he's going to do playing 30 minutes. We're not sure if it's going to trans, if it's going to correctly translate, uh, to incredible stats. He's, he's on the year, 22 minutes, 18 points, seven rebounds with two blocks, a half a steal and a three pointer a game. So it's hard for me to say, yeah, forget that guy. Like, you know, trade him for something else. But there are guys who who do that, uh, though few and far between, especially with the blocks. But there are guys higher, ranked higher than he is currently ranked. Um, his field goal percentage is 78%, so that does kind of hurt you a little bit. And, he, and, he's, and he's currently ranked 67th overall in nine cat leagues his turnovers are are close to four a game and so that's something a lot of people don't notice a lot of people don't care about turnovers at all but uh just throwing that out there to to make sure you're aware that he's he's got an incredibly high turnover rate but if you do the math you know you bump him up to like 33 minutes which hopefully by the in the next month or so he will be playing how how good could this guy possibly be? And now I'm going to compare him to someone I think is comparable in the same kind of situation is Miles Turner. Miles Turner uh, only averages 15, 28 minutes, 
Turner has 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 2.5 blocks a game. So Turner is doing similar stuff, though Embiid's shooting more threes and I think, honestly, is is the better player for fantasy between Turner and him. But if you can get someone like Miles Turner, Blake Griffin, Kristaps Porzingis for Embiid, you're making a huge upgrade. And... We just we don't know how uh, we just don't know how Embiid's going to look when he's playing starters minutes. I, I I think he does take a bump up into that you know top forty range, but is he going to be better than than Kristaps Porzingis? I doubt it. But would someone be willing to take a uh, a shot and be like, oh, Kristaps is kind of boring me. I'd rather have someone with a bigger upside. Uh, that that's selling high. It's the same. It, it's selling a guy's potential to to someone else, which um, I think can be done. And I, I I think I would do that because we unless you're in a keeper league. If you're in a keeper league, I would not. But I would try to get someone who is consistent, who is good, and who plays the heavy minutes because we just don't know Joel Embiid's health. We don't know how when he'll start playing thirty minutes. So if you can get ahead of the game on moving him. Um, you're, you're kind of selling them the fact that he could be a, a top player and you're trying to get better than what his ceiling is. And that's difficult to do because there's a lot of unknowns there. Uh, but I would try it. I would get, I'd give it a shot. Everybody else on the Sixers, pretty, you know, they're pretty bad. And as everyone should already know, uh, I'm out on Bob Covington still. Covington is just... He just can't get his shot down, and I'm not willing to wait for it. Treat him as someone that you stream or you pick up when he's hot and drop when he's not. Um, that is my – that's the new catchphrase, apparently. Um, I'm working on it. Ilyasova, he's been starting in the place of Sarge. So that's been, uh, I think, the only interesting thing that I've been following on this team is the difference between – uh, Ilyasova and uh, and Saric, I think they've both really benefited from the switch. Uh, Irsan Ilyasova in the last week is currently ranked 90th, and in, or in the, in the last two weeks actually, I think he's ranked 96th, and Saric is ranked 117th in the last two weeks. I like Ilyasova uh, better just because he's a veteran and he's starting, and uh, I think he, he he's pretty good. Saric is still playing like. Not enough minutes. Um, I like Sarich. He's uh, he's just not ready for the NBA. It looks like he's he's just not doing enough uh, currently to to be relevant in standard leagues. But I like you know looking at his stats. Twenty three minutes or twenty four minutes over the last week. He does a little bit of everything. He's one and a half threes, a half a steal, a third of a block. Uh, one and a half or 1.8 assists, almost two assists, almost seven rebounds. So he's just doing a little bit of everything. If he can get his percentages up, that would be that would be ideal. But he's going to need playing time before he's relevant. Ilyasova, I would actually pick up because he does about two threes a game, and and that's really nice. He's shooting very well, so just pay attention to that. I think he's uh, he can hover around the drop zone, but right now he's above it. So uh, make a move on him. 
the ever injured Heat, who I actually think are one of the more interesting uh, fantasy teams because there's a lot of streaming potential there, a lot of breakout potential too with um, Tyler Johnson, Justice Winslow, uh, James Johnson, who does uh, fun things every once in a while, and um, then you got the whole tragic situation. There's just a lot of um, a lot of weird stuff going on there. Josh Richardson tonight. He got the star and he shot horribly, one for eleven, um, four points. That's really just inexcusable. All those guys, I'm watching. I think they all have like really great potential, but none of them are really putting it together, and none of them are really getting a full like you're the starter or get out there and do your thing opportunity. The most consistent player has been Tyler Johnson. I think he does average almost 30 minutes a game and while he often comes off the bench he t- does seem to close out games tonight he also shot terribly one for seven but had nine rebounds two steals one assist and a three-pointer so you know counting stat wise if you it's a bad it's a bad start but at least you got something out of it uh Dragic, he Man, no one shot well on this team. Uh, 10.7 assists, 3 steals, 4 rebounds. Uh, I think he's fine moving forward uh, as a point guard. He's a starting point guard in standard leagues for sure. I I, I don't see why he's going to suddenly drop off or anything like that. His uh, shooting percentage has been low, but Dragic, he... You know, he does enough. He he gets you assists, and it's hard to get assists, and he's over a steal a game, and so I, I'm sticking with him for sure. Um, Whiteside, 32 and 13, two blocks tonight. That's what you expect out of Whiteside. Six for eight from free throw, so not the worst free throw percentage in, in the world. Nobody else on this team, nothing else is standing out other than everybody shooting really horribly, and Dion Waiters just, just gunning. Uh, I'm not picking up Dion Waiters. I don't care about Dion Waiters. Stop talking about Dion Waiters. Moving on to the next game, uh, the Phoenix Suns, who I starting to despise as a team, versus the Washington Wizards, who barely beat them. Um, first off, the Suns is an organization I'm starting to despise because they're they're a crap organization. They treat those fans and and that organ uh, like crap. They they're, they treat these. They, they're a cash flow organization. They care about cash flow. And um, if they cared about winning, they'd be doing a lot of different things. And they've done a lot of kind of crap things over the years. And you, you can read about that. And I'm not going to get into that. There's plenty of uh, well-educated people who know much, much more than I do. The Brandon Knight starting um, tonight was something I talked about earlier, and that's something you got to have Twitter for, something you you should be aware of. The fact that he was going to start tonight made me go pick him up. It means he's going to play at least uh, close to 30 minutes tonight. He only, he only played 28, and I do think that is because he was shooting uh, pretty poorly. He was only 2 for 7. He had 6 rebounds and 3 assists and, and, and 4 points. That's that's really bad. I uh, I expected better of him, but... Now that he's he's starting with uh, the injury to, I believe, T.J. Warren, T.J. Warren is out, like, huge question mark from uh, what I've been reading. And I'm going to go check that out to make sure I get some accurate information on that. 
but that's why I went out and picked up Knight, and I think Knight moving forwards a value is up, even though he had a really bad night tonight. Because he's, it seems like they want to go with a three guard set. It seems like they want to, you know, give that a shot. And uh, Brandon Knight has been, you know, is, is good enough to um, to put up decent numbers when he actually starts. Um, it doesn't look like there is a timetable for TJ Warren out with an illness. So you know, we'll see day to day. I feel like I read somewhere and it didn't sound like a great illness. So Knight could start for the next week or so. I just watched that. Watched that on you know, like I said, on Twitter. You got to be following uh, beat writers and uh, various people to know who's going to be starting, who's going to be playing. I, I took a flyer on him. I th- he's still kind of a like a, a like a kind of an interesting flyer. He uh, Brandon Knight. He could he could be decent. But I didn't like what he did tonight. Bledsoe played 40 minutes. Devin Booker played 37 minutes. They both took a multitude of the shots tonight. Devin Booker was 12 for 26. 30 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. And Eric Bledsoe was 10 for 25. 29 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Uh, I still love Bledsoe a lot. I think he's great. Lynn has been starting, and I, Lynn starting has been someone I, I've I've been interested in for a couple of years, simply because he does give looks of um pretty good lines every once in a while. He's started almost every game in November, except for the first few, and then against Denver as well. But in the while he's been starting, it hasn't been you know bar none like oh this guy is definitely a fancy standard league player he's only averaged 25 minutes so alex lynn's starting isn't necessarily him playing starters minutes and i it's so annoying because i just i I, like i said the phoenix i think their coaching is crap i don't know what they're actually trying to do here i don't know why they don't give some of these young guys a shot tonight alex lynn played 31 minutes he had 11 points and 10 rebounds with three blocks. And that's the kind of stuff I think he is capable of. He also had three assists. So it's like, that's what Alex Lynn is capable of. And so Lynn is someone, if you are kind of looking for a big man in, in, in most standard leagues, I would, I would pick up Lynn. I would, uh, I would pick him up off the waivers. He's been starting. He's been getting, getting the opportunity. The problem is, is I, I just, I don't know why he's not playing more. Uh, maybe it's the teams they're playing. I don't think so. Maybe it's the fact that they're getting blown out a lot. That's probably a, a decent reason, but I don't know why that's even a reason. So, like, they're getting blown out. Like, let's see what your guys can do when they actually play together. Like, what are you resting Alex Lynn for, for the for a playoff push? Like, get over yourself. Just play Alex Lynn. Play these guys. Play your young guys. Tyson Chandler can just right off into the sunset like you know play that guy 12 minutes a night give him a break he's he's done enough in his career um you know he had to play with eddie curry you know give him a break the i just don't know why they're not going with the young guys Uh, this is a situation to watch but phoenix is really frustrating and they're kind of pissing me off the real i think the two big things with alex lynn is his blocks per minute are really really quality he's a guy 
rebounding is kind of one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, like points and rebounds, eh, whatever, man. Everybody points and gets points and rebounds. Well, yeah, everybody gets points and rebounds, but not everybody can average double digit rebounds, and not everybody can get you know eight plus eighteen points a game. So those guys, while you know points and rebounds aren't super important because you can kind of get them everywhere, guys who get high-level rebounds and high-level points are very valuable because you, simply because they're, they're rare. And per minute, Alex Lynn, rebound-wise, is, is you know, a double-digit rebounder per night. Uh, his blocks, his, his per 36 for this season is two blocks and almost 13 rebounds. So I don't think he's going to play 36 minutes probably ever at this rate but if he starts playing if 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 lynn starts playing 33 minutes a night and he's also he he shoots you know way above 50 percent uh normally when he gets when he gets playing time he's actually over the last week shooting 60 percent for the season he's only shooting 48 percent but i think if you look at what he's capable of when he's playing he's he's much better than that his free throw is bad, so just kind of take note that he's not a great free throw shooter, uh, just like most big men. But Lynn is someone I'm I'm taking a, a flyer on in leagues where I need a big man, so I, I'd, I'd move forward with Lynn. Uh, looking at the Wizards tonight, Otto Porter went out with an injury, so uh, injury alert, which is not a feature. Uh, you know, some air horn. Imagine air horns playing. Injury alert. Um, not sure Otto Porter's return. Let's see, it was his hip, and he's had problems with his hip in the past. So, um, to be determined. It looks like due to that injury, Kelly Oubre got the nod for his the rest of his minutes. So Otto Porter's been incredibly impressive, and if you remember during the preseason. Uh, Kelly Oubre looked like he was the better player. He was killing teams in preseason. He uh, he was doing outstanding stuff, and which put Kelly Oubre on my radar. Otto Porter suddenly, when the season started, turned into way better preseason Kelly Oubre and has been dominating, has been playing absolutely amazing. Even in 23 minutes tonight, he had 9 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. Pretty impressive in 23 minutes. The thing is, Kelly Oubre in 25 minutes tonight, replacing him, only had 5 points, 3 assists, and 4 rebounds. So I'm not rushing out to pick up Kelly Oubre, but the fact that he's got playing time now, that he actually might start for this team in the next game, and they're going to rely on him to play, that intrigues me. And that that potential ceiling you saw in the preseason, the fact that sometimes Kelly Oubre is, can put an outstanding line together intrigues me as well. So I'm going to be watching the Kelly Oubre situation very closely. We'll see how temporary that situation is uh, with Otto Porter. But if I see Kelly Oubre have a really good game in the next game, I'm going to go pick him up. If Otto Porter, Even if Otto Porter is coming back in less than a week, I'm going to pick up Kelly Oubre. I'm going to get a quality start out of him while I can until Otto Porter is announced that he's going to come back and start. Um, once Otto Porter is announced that he's going to play, even if he's going to play limited minutes, I'd probably back off of Kelly Oubre, but get those quality starts. 
Uh, Kelly Oubre is someone who could possibly give you a quality start, uh, but I'm not. Uh, so far this season, he's looked pretty horrible. So we'll see. Maybe he needs to play with the starters. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Bradley Beal had 42 points tonight, which is real silly. I'm surprised he. Um, I'm surprised he scored that high, but he's been scoring very well this year and uh, doing just a little bit uh, uh, here and there to get him uh, someone that's all right. I've always said in the past, Beal is someone I don't, as as a fantasy player, don't like because I'm a a nine-cat, across-the-board type of uh, player. And his threes are good. He's getting 2.2 per game this season so far. But... Almost uh, under a steal a game for a guard is is usually a disqualifier for me. Two and a half assists is bad for a guard. Two and a half rebounds is fine for a guard. The half a block a game is weird, and so that's that's kind of like a up, you know, an upside. His free throw percentage is very good, so that helps a little bit. It's his twenty points, so he's averaging twenty points, and that helps. And so he's definitely standard league worthy. But to me, I like a guy who can do. All the things. I like a Tobias Harris over a Bradley Beal. Tobias Harris isn't going to score 20 points ever. Well, maybe. Um, it's not certainly not going to average 20 points like Bradley Beal does. But Tobias Harris, he does all the things. He gets some blocks. He gets some steals. And he gets uh, sometimes multiple a game. He's getting over one of those a game. He's getting good assists and good rebounds. And a th- over a three a game. So, like, all those things add up. That's why I like a Harris over a Bradley Beal. But a really good night for Bradley Beal tonight, uh, which is notable. Everybody else on this team kind of did their normal stuff. I will shout out John Wall's 18 and 15 with uh, four steals. That is the in three blocks. That's the John Wall everybody wants to see. His shooting is still poor, but you should have known his shooting was going to be poor from the get-go. Let's move on to the Grizzlies versus the Hornets. Looking at uh, the Grizzlies, Marcus didn't shoot that well, but had a pretty nice uh, counting night. 13 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. He, that's one of the... Not the first time Marcus Soul has flirted with a triple-double this year. His assists have been pretty great, and you should know that he's a good assist uh, already. He had two three-pointers, another addition to his game that's been very nice. Three blocks and a steal. So props to Marcus Soul. I, I like him moving forward still. Zach ran off 14 and 8, which I believe is like his average in 21 minutes. Not, not nothing else. So like if you're desperate for those points, rebounds, like I said, those are hard to come by. He's decent at them, but I, I don't think he's he's only a streamer in um, in, in regular sized leagues. No one else on this team has really stepped up uh, with their with their opportunity. So Mike Connolly, you already know he's good and he's shooting more threes this year and he's actually having a very, very solid year. But like James Ennis and Jermichael Green, they've been given an opportunity here to like prove themselves. They're, you, know, you guys are the young guys. We're going to see what you got. And um, really they've been quite disappointing. Jermichael Green had an all right night, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist in 1 block. But in 31 minutes, you want a little bit more than that. He only shot the ball 4 times, which Mike Connolly's kind of gunning a lot more this year, which is interesting. Uh, I like it. I, I kind of uh, I'm kind of into him gunning. I think that's given him a nice bump 
in fantasy point that's in fantasy value so Connolly's bump i think comes from the fact that he's just more after sitting out with that injury he's just become like a more offensive oriented guard instead of like let's get everybody involved and let's just you know chill out like he's he's gotten a lot more aggressive this year everybody else on this team really hasn't done anything with their opportunity and i don't see any potential there outside of Jermichael green who I, I i'm watching but i i just don't think is good and i i don't think he's good at, i don't think he'll be a standard league value this year at all charlotte hornets the return of roy hibbard so i've been i've been talking about roy hibbard's one game like one single game that he had that i got really really excited about and i was like oh you guys roy hibbard's back and then i picked him up and his knee disintegrated well um you know, Roy Hibbard has been um, back for, you know, the last week or so, and he is playing basically no minutes. Like, he's playing 13 minutes a game. And, um, yeah, don't don't bother him. Like, I guess don't bother Like, he started, right? Like, he, tonight, and he only played 11 minutes. He started last night as well, so like he's returned to the starting lineup, and they're still not comfortable with playing him at all. I, I I just don't. I'm not really sure why. I don't really know if Roy Hibbard is still injured. It does seem like they're just probably taking it really easy, simply because you know why risk it? His knees disintegrate often, so it's like why we have a long season if we need him for later in the playoffs when he could actually matter against a certain type of player or to uh to knock uh lebron james down which you know him and only a few other players actually tried to uh, put james on the ground which yeah i understand it's carl malone running at full speed uh, running as fast as a linebacker down the, the the lane but the guy's soft you know put him on the ground and he complains and he moans and he you know acts like he's injured this is my lebron uh my lebron haterade moment of the night uh lebron when he, you put a body on him you get physical with him gets in uh, he either he either gets in his head or he can't take it and he complains to the refs all the time and it affects his game he might have you know zoned his way out of that in the last couple of years but no one really seems to try to challenge him other than a handful of players in the league and and that's just not the way things used to roll back in the day when people actually hand checked and actually put people on the ground you know 20 times out of a game and i understand that the technical fouls have gotten real soft in this league over the you know the last decade or so um but if you want to win games you want to win games and uh, that's one way to doing it. That was your LeBron haterade moment of the evening. Back to your regular scheduled Charlotte Hornets box score. Rest of this team, Nick Batum, another bad shooting night. You should be expecting that. Um, the two things off the bench that I, I find interesting is Spencer Hawes and my main man, Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky. So tonight, pretty interesting line from Spencer Hawes. He got 37 minutes with 14 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks, and two three-pointers. 
Now, I think a lot of this is coming from the fact that uh, Cody Zeller is out. So I'm not getting super excited about Spencer Hawes. But if you remember when Spencer Hawes was with the 76ers, yes, that that long ago, he was like suddenly for like a month and a half, like top 25 fantasy player. So that nine cat ability is there. And so that's why Spencer Hawes, someone is always keeps on my radar because when given an opportunity just to be out on the floor, the guy shoots a ton and he doesn't not care about, he does not care about teamwork. He's just shooting the ball and he doesn't, you know, he gets rebounds and he, you know, and blocks and he's pretty good. And I, um, I like what I saw tonight from him. He got 21 minutes in the, in the previous game for Charlotte. Um, which was a less impressive outing. But I'm just taking note, he played a lot of minutes tonight. If I see him play a lot of minutes tonight again, maybe I start taking flyers flyers on him. His potential to me isn't high enough to just take a standard league spot, roster spot, unless I really have a crap bench. But there's potential in what uh, Spencer Hawes' playing time. So just, you know, check him out. Frank Kamitsky, who I guess... Sprayed his ankle tonight, so he is questionable against the Spurs on Wednesday, which goes to throw in my theory that Spencer Hawes might be due for a spot start on Wednesday with uh, the potential that Zeller and Frank Kaminsky's out. Uh, I think I'm going to spot start Spencer Hawes in most of my streaming leagues. So even though he did sprain his ankle tonight, Frank Kaminsky, old Frank the Tank here, in 20 minutes... He had 23 points, three three-pointers, three blocks, and a steal. Uh, no rebounds, which is... I don't know how you'd get no rebounds playing 20 minutes just in general. Like, even Roy Hibbard got a rebound in 11 minutes. As a center, as a big man, I don't know how you avoid getting a rebound. I mean, Brian Roberts is a point guard. He played three minutes, and he got two rebounds. So, hey, hey, Frank, get... Get your life together. Get a rebound in a game. That's embarrassing. The uh, the fact that he sprained his ankle kind of puts me off. That um, you know, don't don't pay attention too much to uh, Frank Kaminsky. But really, over over the last week, he's been playing very well. He's been shooting the ball incredibly well. He's scored twenty points twice in the last four games, and he. He's someone to be to, to watch. I think it's just someone that they want to get more playing time to. He played 36 minutes against New Orleans. The um, he had a really great line in that game as well. So Frank, I, I'm still. I understand that he's playing incredibly well over the last week, but I still question the fact that his minutes aren't consistently starters minutes and. Yeah, uh, he he doesn't do like he's like a really crappy big man. His he's averaging in 25 minutes in the last week, which is his best looking stats. He's averaging under 4 rebounds a game. And that really bothers me as a guy who's supposed to be uh, who who counts as a center for God's sakes. The guy can't get 4 rebounds a game. That's 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 pitiful. Um it's almost like remember Bradley Beal like okay two and a half assists is bad for an, uh, is bad for I think uh, a, a guard 
Well, four rebounds is worse for a center. So I don't know how you can't even be competent in, in rebounds as a center. But he gets a steal, almost a steal, and almost a block in under in, in 24 minutes uh, per game in the last two weeks. So that's that's interesting to me. He's almost hitting uh, two threes a game in that same time. So, yeah, Frank Kaminsky, take a flyer on him if you're kind of desperate for, for those stats. But to me, he doesn't do enough, and he's not playing enough. And well, it looks like he also sprained his ankle, so I'm not running. To, I'm not rushing to pick him up at all. Let's go to the Golden State Warriors Pacers game. I don't think you're going to get a lot out of this blowout. It was miserable, uh, poor um, Paul George. I think um, he. They might have just been like Paul George. Don't even don't even bother coming to this game. It's going to be so horrible. I don't. We don't want to even like attempt to play this team. So yeah, Paul George, we're just gonna sit you out. Um, don't don't watch. Yeah. So no, I know Paul George. He he hurt his ankle, and he should be back within the week. And I I understand why they were like, yeah, no, we don't need to play against Golden State. In fact, we don't need to play anybody against Golden State. They started Al Jefferson, um, and Glenn Robinson the third tonight. So you could tell that they were they were throwing this game pretty hard. Um. It was good to see that even in this blowout, Thad Young only, plays, only almost played 30 minutes, and he played very well. And Thad Young's been actually playing, uh, shooting the ball a lot better over the last week or so. So I, I still am a big fan of Thad Young. He kind of does all the things. Uh, even though tonight he, once again, didn't get any steals or blocks, uh, I still I still like him because he he's good enough to um, to get you a block every once in a while and then over a steal a game his steals are always pretty good and then over a round of a three-pointer a game so I, I like him in in nine cat leagues across the board even with this uh blatant opportunity to play against his old team against his old teammate steph curry Monta ellis didn't take the opportunity to get to get weird tonight he um he only played 23 minutes like i said this was a blowout and um Surprisingly, in this blowout, Steph Curry still played 30 minutes, had 22 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds. Klay Thompson got a ton of shots up, but I think they're just trying to get him going. He had 25 points and 4 three-pointers and 2 steals. Um, looking at their bench, eh, don't care. Let's move on to the next game. Houston versus Detroit basketball. This was a close game came down to the wire and um i did see some interesting stats earlier today on james harden he started out the year like just gangbusters man that guy was out of control and he's still putting up crazy counting stats so when you look at his uh, his box score when you look at it you're like oh man like tonight 28 11 assists and eight rebounds for harden you see that and you go man james harden he's crazy like he's amazing he's still doing it and Really, he's actually kind of taken a step back. If you go look at his total shooting percentages and just shooting percentages in general, um, his free throws even hurting a little bit, which is really weird. But his uh, his percentage from three and his percentage from field goal have all gone down from the beginning of the year, and uh, that's a little bit concerning. That you know he's carrying too much of a load on this team, and you know 
he his ceiling might not have been what we saw at the beginning of the year when he was very rested and he was ready to play and he came out and he's you know this was his team and he was the point guard now that teams are one adjusting to his new style of play adjusting to this new system and learning how to guard him better so they're watching a lot of video because really when if you stop him you stop the whole team so it's like if you can force James Harden to make plays that aren't statistically uh good for the rockets you're more likely to win and that's what teams are doing that's what smart coaching is about and i think that's what that adjustment plus the the workload i think is is wearing on james harden a little bit so you know i don't i don't think you can buy low on someone as good as james harden that's i think that's insane that anyone would want to sell him but if people are seeing that you know maybe his box scores still look good, so I don't know why anyone would sell low, or I don't know why anyone would buy low for James Harden. Um, if if you could, I don't know if you could be able to do that. Really, Harden is probably untouchable on all on most teams, but everybody's got a price. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what it means that his shooting's down. Just just be aware of it. Clint Capella is someone I think should be owned in all leagues, 15 and 12 tonight with two blocks and two assists. That's a really good night for Capella. Ryan Anderson didn't hit any of his threes, which is like the only thing he's supposed to be good at. So, you know, I was kind of interested in Ryan Anderson going into the year, but, you know, he hasn't shot the ball well enough. And he doesn't do any of the other things. So, like, similar to Frank Kaminsky, even though Ryan Anderson is playing more minutes, um, Ryan Anderson is really just kind of a shooter. And uh, at least this, you know, Ryan Anderson gets six freaking rebounds, Frank. You know? He's du- he's almost doubling you up on rebounds. Get your life together, Frank. Rebound the ball. Um, but Ryan Anderson is shooting poorly for the season. He's shooting 38%. And that's that's pretty bad. I like the fact that his um, his threes can be elite, and if he if he starts shooting the ball much better, if he can get back to kind of closer to his career average, which is certainly possible, then all of a sudden he's going to be averaging closer to three three pointers a game, and that's that's good enough to own when you you have a guy who's you know above two and a half three pointers a game. I think that's a guy you can own no matter what else he's doing. Um, Ryan Anderson doesn't do much else, but at least he gets you, like, standard value, like run-of-the-mill value in rebounds, so you're not, like, hurting in rebounds like you would with Frank Kaminsky. So, yeah, Anderson, I'm watching him. Uh, I'm not I'm not running to pick him up or anything like that. Eric Gordon has been – had a really, really horrible game tonight. 0 for 5. And they've, I think they, they, he came off the bench – and um man and he's been coming off the bench since Pat- Patrick Beverly's been back and because Patrick Beverly just I think kind of fits better and they need Eric Gordon coming off the the bench with that second team since he's been coming off the bench he has been playing a little uh, fewer minutes but he's still been sh- shooting um around you know lower 40% which is what you expect in scoring and doing a little bit of this and that here and there after this dud of a night, you know, people might be out on him, so this might be like a, a quick buy low moment. I think Eric Gordon's fine. Even coming off the bench, I think he's fine. He's still a lower half player who 
only does a little bit here and there. His half a block of a game is is nice, but he's he's an elite three point shooter. So if you need three pointers, he might be a, a buy low guy that you can sneak onto your team after this like horrendous night. And people may be worried about Patrick Beverly being back. In Patrick Beverly's three games, he's um, doing a lot of nine cat interesting stuff. But you know, I I'm not running out to pick him up. I'm not like excited about patrick beverly he's never going to be a scorer and you should already know that by now but a three a block and a steal a game with three assists is when you think about it in nine cats sense um plus the one turnover and that's that's solid his shooting right now is is 52 percent i'm not picking him up yet and I, i don't know if i will i don't know if i ever will the steals are all right you know but um, I'm not excited about Patrick Beverly. I'm not trying to pick up Patrick Beverly. For, uh, so since he is a starter, keep an eye on him. But, yeah, not not interested tonight. He only had nine points, one assist, one steal, one rebound, one three-pointer. So there's your one, 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 one. But, yeah, not interested with the, um, with Detroit-ish Smiths, um, you know, Still playing, I think, actually much better. I think he's moved up in my backup point guards who could be good but are replacing actual starters' rankings, uh, which have kind of almost fallen off because all everybody's back except for Reggie Jackson. Ish Smith had 10 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds tonight with a one block and two three-pointers. So that's really nice. I like Ish Smith still moving forward i think there's a place on in standard leagues for him because hey he's a point guard he's starting he's playing 30 minutes a game i i don't know why you wouldn't want someone who gets assists on your team because assists assists are hard to come by so good for ish smith uh he doesn't really do much else and he shoots the ball poorly but i value assists tobias harris had a bad night but i'm still i'm still on his um bandwagon I think he's uh, he's still good. Uh, Tobias Harris, only 4 for 8 tonight, 9 points, 2 rebounds, and an assist. So really, really poor night for him. Uh, maybe a buy-low moment for him as well. He's uh, kind of not played terribly great in the last couple, I think, couple games. Let me go look at that. But if you look at his, you know, overall for the season, I think you're, you're looking at what he, he's capable of. But... Other than this 19, he had 19 points against Boston and not really too many other counting stats. And then he had a real crap game against Cleveland where he only played 20 minutes. And uh, he only played 20 minutes because that was a blowout. He only played, I don't know why he played 20 minutes tonight. That um, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know if it was the matchup, if they just didn't like the matchup. Let's see. It does not look like he was in foul trouble but maybe he was in the first half he had four four personal fouls tonight so i don't know if he got those in the first half and had to sit a little bit uh might be i think it's a buy a buy low moment for tobias harris go go look into that caldwell pope had a nice night tonight he's been hovering around that drop zone uh tonight he was on the the high side of the drop zone with three three pointers two steals two assists and a and a rebound and 26 points, 9 for 15 shooting. That's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, am I am I am I excited about like picking him up now after this game? 
No, not really. Um, I just, I think he's still in the, to me, he's, he's still in the drop zone. He's still a guy that, you know, maybe, maybe you pick him up, maybe you don't, depending on how big your league is. But for standard leagues, I think you can do better. I think there's a, there's more player, there's players better than him that are lurking that, that you'd rather have on your team than uh, Caldwell Pope. Let's go on to the next game. Magic versus the the Bucks. This was um, a close game as well. Serge Ibaka is 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 flinging back into um, relevancy, and so I, I was kind of down on Serge Ibaka. I did say he was like a he was a buy low guy, but that you know his ceiling isn't going to be back to where it used to be. And um, over the last few games. His ceiling has, has grown for me. He's 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 been playing incredibly well in the last I think let's check it out week. He's averaging 17 points over two three-pointers a game, eight rebounds, shooting 52%, which is not sustainable everybody, and two blocks. And in a, and one steal a game. That's that's a hot hot line for him. Um Let's see. Is he a buy low or sell high? So this uh, Baca's been a weird guy, right? So I've been saying you know buy low on this guy because he's he was he was shooting poorly, but the way they're playing him and the people they're playing him with his opportunity to get rebounds and to be relevant, blah blah blah, is bad. This I think this goes to like how bad this team is, like how bad they can't figure out their rotations. They don't have a good setup. They have too many big men. Aaron Gordon is still playing the three for some reason and being, you know, basically being. I dropped Aaron Gordon in every single league I had. He got he got moved to the bench. They're bringing him off the bench. He's even worse off the bench somehow. And I, I dropped him in every single league I, I owned him in. Sorry, Aaron Gordon. I still like Aaron Gordon a lot, but uh, I got rid of him. But Abaka is his value is up on the, on the upswing. And to me, I'm more wait and see with Ibaka. So I'm waiting and seeing if, like, maybe they're saying, all right, we've experimented with our rotations over the first, you know, bit of the season, first couple weeks. We are looking to see how this works. And it turns out our best bet, our best team is playing through Ibaka. And if they're playing through Ibaka, suddenly Ibaka's value goes much way, way higher. And now you're basically getting the guy that you paid for. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold on Ibaka. I'm not going to sell high on him just yet. It's a long season. So we'll see. Um, not, not sure where that's going. Vujovic dropped to 28 minutes tonight and Bismack Biombo had 22 minutes. Biombo 13 points, 10 rebounds and one block. Not picking him up yet, but it's interesting to see him play um, Biombo playing a little bit more and, and playing well is is really the key there. Alfred Payton didn't shoot the ball well, but had nine rebounds, seven assists, and three steals, so that's really nice counting stats from Payton. I like Payton because of his, his age. He's uh, technically in the drop zone, I think, for most standard leagues, but I have... I've picked him up. So unlike uh, Caldwell Pope, who he kind of does all the things, but he doesn't do anything spectacular, uh, which is usually what I look for in a nine cat uh, across the board type of guy. Paul Pope does seem to be more my style of player. I'm actually I, I, I'm not picking up Pope and I'd rather have Alfred Payton on my team uh, as someone who's in the drop zone. Simply because Alfred Payton is young. 
his rebounds and steals are um, occasionally surprising for a point guard. And his blocks are high for a point guard. So the potential that for him to kind of like figure out his game is there. And I'd rather take a jump on that potential than wait for Caldwell Pope to really figure out his jump shot and, and still give you the same stats. He's always going to give you. So it's his Alfred Payton, the fact like his line tonight, this is why I like him. The nine rebounds, seven assists and three steals. That to me is someone with a, those are categories that point guards normally don't get which is why Alfred Payton is more intriguing to me than another swing forward uh perimeter d guy like Caldwell Pope who does kind of love the same stuff that Michael um Michael Kidd Gilchrist does and Ronnie Hellas Jefferson was supposed to do even though he's really bad um so that's why Peyton's more interesting than me. I'm picking up Peyton. Elf, uh, Evan Fournier had a nice night, 18 points, two three-pointers, five rebounds, two assists, five turnovers is bad. But he's kind of in that um, questionable zone as well. And I, I'd own Fournier uh, simply because they're not going anywhere. That guy's going to start and play, and he's going to play a lot on Orlando. And if they ever figure it out, he'll be, he'll be better than he currently is. I think he's um, shooting pretty poorly. He's shooting 42%, which I don't think is super low for his career, but definitely lower than than average. So over the last, last year, he shot 46%. And the year before that, he shot 44%. So this is a little bit lower. So, yeah, I'd, I, I'd have Evan Fournier in standard leagues. I'd own him. That'd be fine. Moving on to the Bucks, uh, once again, John Henson got the start tonight. Uh, Greg Monroe. Oh, Greg Monroe sighting, everybody. He played eight freaking minutes. What? No one knows what's going on here. They have to trade him. They have to trade him, like, today. Um, I don't understand having a guy of that caliber on the team and playing playing him eight minutes. Like, I understand Greg Monroe's defense is horrible, but his, his, his offense is pretty good. I don't, I don't get how you can't find a, a second team spot for Greg Monroe. Bring him in on the second team. Have him. They found a place for Enos Cantor. They found a place for Bobby Portis. Even you can't find a place for Greg Monroe, who who's you know a scorer. Put him on the second team. Run the offense through him. That, that something's up here, and I don't know if Jason Kidd's just an ass. And he hates Greg Monroe, or maybe they're both. They're both crappy people, um, which hey, not a, not a surprise there. But Monroe is probably droppable in every league. Um, well, every standard league anyway. And I would, I don't know. Actually, I I like Monroe simply because of the fact that nobody likes him. So I like to you know buck the trends. But until he gets. If you hear talk about him getting moved, uh, pick him right back up because he's going to play wherever he goes. And I, unless it's, uh, he's coming off the bench on some other team, but I don't really understand what's going on in Milwaukee. Uh, John Henson has not really taken an opportunity with his starts. He did get three blocks tonight, which is nice, but he only had three rebounds, two assists, and two blocks. 
his uh, per 36 minutes have always really gotten everybody off in the fantasy community. They're like, oh man, he's almost, he's like two over two blocks a game in like 18 minutes. We got a, if he played 34 minutes, he did seven blocks. It's amazing. It's not, no, John Henson isn't going to get seven blocks. Uh, he's, he's not a starter. Um, the guy I was trying to think of who didn't translate. So back on Dallas, remember when Brandon uh, Wright, Brandon Wright's per 36 were like, stupid out of control it was like you know he's gonna average 18 and 13 with two steals and two blocks and two assists and everybody was salivating that man if that every guy ever gets a starter well it turns out brandon wright was great at coming off the bench running a pick and certain pick and roll with the the second team and exploiting really crappy defense on second teams when he played against real players on first teams he sucked and he got the opportunity to start on a, on another team, and he never. I don't. I don't know if he ever recovered from that. I don't even know where he is. John Henson's the same guy, I think. John Henson's thirty six minutes per thirty six looks really really good. He's he's not a guy who can stay in the game. He's not a guy whose stats are going to translate to that thirty per thirty six. He only played twenty two minutes. He did get the three blocks that he needs because that's what he is good at. He's good at getting blocks, but none of his other stats have improved. I, I unless you're desperate for blocks and you want to stream John Henson, I'm not picking him up in standard leagues. Um, Tony Snell sucks. That's your hater. That's your uh, hot take sh- pot shot of the night. Tony Snell sucks. Um, and it's not because I'm a, a Chicago Bulls fan. I actually like Snell on the Bulls, but I have no idea why he's starting in Milwaukee. That's sad. Giannis is out of his mind. Another triple-double from him, 21 points, 10 and 10, five steals, three blocks. That guy's out of his, he's out of his mind. Um, I love the Greek Freak. I've been watching the Greek Freak and been on the Greek Freak for, for a handful of... Basically, when he came into the league, I was like, hmm. And the second year, I was like, uh-oh, this guy's amazing. And, um, yeah, uh, in a few keeper leagues, he was a very hot commodity a, a long time ago. And, and with people in the know and people who got him in those keeper leagues, he, he really paid off. He's finally paying off. He's actually paid off for the last couple years. You know, if you got him really, really late in a couple rounds three years ago, he's paid off last year. For sure. He paid off two years ago, really. I mean, he was a standard league player. And now he's in just an absolutely elite guy. I I don't know where his ceiling is. I really don't. So hold on to that guy for sure. Let's go to the Celtics T-Wolves. This was a really bad loss for the T-Wolves. Uh, they they blew a, 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 a decent-sized lead in this game. They got outscored 31-12 to in the fourth quarter and lost the game by six. Really, really sad. Um, I don't know what's going on in Minnesota. I don't know what's going on with Tibbs. I need maybe I should start watching some of these Minnesota games to and tweet at Tibbs, even though he doesn't have Twitter. Um, tweet to fake Tibbs, but Gorgie Dang, my favorite nine cat player, big old night for him. Twenty points, ten rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Five turnovers. His turnovers have been up this year, which is really strange. But a uh, huge night for Gorgie Dang. Car Anthony Towns, 27 and 18 with three assists, two blocks. That guy's a mo- insane. Two, uh, two three pointers. Everyone who was like, uh, he's was, he was having kind of like a, a down week there in the middle. And if you, 
if you could buy low on that guy, I'd do it every time. This guy is amazing. This guy is going to be one of the best players in the league. If, if someone wants to sell you Carl Anthony Towns, there's very few people who are better than Carl Anthony Towns. I know he's probably ranked 20-something, and he's only ranked in the top 20 right now, but like he's a top 10 player. If you're trading the other than a top 10 player, I'm, pro- I'm probably trading for Carl Anthony Towns straight up. Zach Levine's still struggling with Rubio uh, playing. Rubio had nine assists and eight rebounds and a steal. He and Alfred Payton kind of share the same qualities, which is why I like Alfred Payton, because when Rubio can shoot and is scoring, he's he's great. And so if Alfred Payton learns how to shoot, he could also be great. That's why that's why I'm interested in him. Once again, Thibodeau trying to, to, to shorten the career of everyone that plays for him. His starters all played 38 minutes or more. Guys, hey, here's here's a strange thought. Do you think that the T-Wolves collapsed in the fourth quarter because they all played almost 40 minutes tonight? Do you think maybe they were tired or something from defending, you know, an actually good team in the Boston Celtics? Hey, what a, what a crazy idea, Thibodeau. Maybe you should get more playing time to your bench. I have no idea why he hasn't learned his lesson about playing time. But for fantasy players, that's a great attribute for you. As long as those guys don't sit, you know, 13 games from injury like Jimmy Butler used to when he played for Tibbs. The uh, the T-Wolves playing that many minutes helps your fantasy value. So, you know, fair enough. Um, looking at the Celtics, Avery Bradley started, uh, but Marcus Smart played almost uh he played 31 minutes tonight nine points five assists six rebounds and a steal and three three pointers for marcus smart marcus smart's um three pointers have been really impressive for me this year i think i say that every time i talk about marcus smart because every time i see his line i'm like really marcus smart you made that many three pointers that's amazing um jay crowder has uh has been back for a little while and um Tonight he only played 24 minutes, so they, they have not been playing Jay Crowder, I think, um, full on 30 minutes like he had, he's he been noticing. He's only been back, um, oh, two games. So he's only been back two games, and he's played 26 minutes and 23 minutes. Both of those games close wins, so it's like if they wanted to pl- play him more to win, they would have. But I think they're they're smartly making sure he's healthy first. He's returned, I think, pretty poorly. He's a nine, four, one steal, one block, one three in his first game back, and then tonight four points, five rebounds, nothing else. This I I would this is a hundred percent buy low time for Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder is going to play and he is going to start and he's I mean. He's going to be as good as he, I think he was last year. And he started off the, the year really well, like just shooting the ball well and playing, you know, pretty out of his mind. And this injury, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to take a while for him to, to get back to that. But we're, we're in November right now. It's not, it's not coming up on playoff time. You got a plenty of time to let someone like Jay Crowder recover from this injury. I would buy low on him. I'd buy low on him on, in every league I'm in. Uh, if someone was stupid enough to drop him, I'd pick him up. So yeah, buy low, hundred percent on Jay Crowder. 
everybody else on this team doing what the doing what they normally do. Avery Bradley did not make his three tonight. I'm sorry. Um, Avery, or not Avery Bradley. Um, Amir Johnson, three point alert. He only played 15 minutes, so they went small. Interesting to see what they do against certain teams. We got two more games, so let's get to them. Spurs versus Dallas. Um, the Dirkless Dallas Mavericks. You would hope they uh, just start tanking or something like that, but tonight, Seth Curry, 23 points, five three-pointers, four assists, two rebounds, and a steal. Does Seth Curry have a better... He almost had a better line than Seth Curry. That uh, Steph and Seth. Um, he almost had a better line than Steph tonight. Uh, good for him. I'm, uh, he got the start. And he, he he shot the lights out is what it looks like here. I'm um, JJ Brea is out until January, and Darren Williams is still out. Who knows when he returns? Ride Seth Curry. I think. Uh, wh- what do you got to? What do you really got to lose? The guy if he's playing, you know, thirty some minutes, he's shooting a lot so he could have a bad shooting night but he's getting some steals he's getting some three-pointers take a flyer on him if you kind of need a point guard in that in that shooting like a shooting kind of point guard shooting first point guard seth curry should start until um until darren williams gets back so don't drop anyone important for seth curry by any means but th- he's definitely a streamer. He should be streamed in all leagues, and he should be picked up in all leagues um, as a flyer if you have some some bench room until till Darren Williams gets back. Uh, Wes Matthews also had a nice night. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. 3 three-pointers. Um, Wes Matthews has kind of been in the drop zone, and he's he's really just gotten off to a really bad shooting start. He's still getting a steal and a half a game, and he's hitting two and a half three-pointers per game, even though he's only shooting 33%. So you bump up that percentage a little bit more, would would indicate that he's going to get a, a little bit more threes. Anything more than two and a half threes is silly. The guy should be able to give you okay – he doesn't get great assists, but okay assists, okay rebounds for a guard. Um He's playing 37 minutes a game, so it's not like his usage, is, uh, his counting stats should, could go up probably any further. Uh, it's just more his shooting stats could. So be aware. I, I think I would, uh, if I have a bench spot that I'm trying to get rid of, like if I have Aaron Gordon on my team, I'm dropping him and I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick up Wes Matthews. If I had, went out and picked up Brandon Knight because I thought he was going to start and be really, really good, and it turns out TJ Warren's going to be back in a week or whatever. All right, drop Brandon Knight, pick up Wes Matthews if he's out there. Uh, Harrison Barnes, still shooting a lot, still scoring a lot. Um, he, uh, he didn't really do anything else, and I don't think you're expecting him to get any of those counting stats. Um, he did have nine rebounds, so that's fine, and a block, but you're not expecting him to get even that. So the I guess the only other interesting thing is... Uh, a guy whose name I'm about to absolutely butcher, Salah Merhi. I hope that's correct. He started tonight. A little um, kind of an interesting move. 
And in his 32 minutes, he had 11 rebounds, four steals, and a block, and an assist, and, and eight points in 32 minutes. Um, cool. Like, you know, just it was interesting to see the Mavericks do something different that they played well against the Spurs. They almost won this game to me uh, until Kawhi Leonard went Super Saiyan and, and just started taking the ball out of people's hand and dunking over everybody and, and being the MVP of the freaking league. Um, until Kawhi got crazy with it, Dallas looked like they could win this game. And, um, I wonder what that means for, for Mary, 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 um, Majri. Well, I have no idea how to pronounce that guy's name. I'm going to, I'll look it up. I'll get back to you. Um, feel free to tweet at me, uh, to, to tell me how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Sala Merhi, Merhi, I think is probably how it's pronounced. So yeah, interesting stat line, interesting stats in 32 minutes. Uh, he's now on my radar. I'm not picking him up, but I might stream him if he's going to get the start again. So watch those Twitter, see what happens there. I don't know how long that lasts, but I just I found it interesting. Spurs doing Spurs stuff, you know how they do. Uh, they were playing a bad team, so they sat out a few people. Um, Mark, um, oh no, Paul Gasol. He played twenty eight minutes tonight, sixteen points, eight rebounds, two assists. I think he's kind of back to where you to being respectable at the very least. So. Um, I'd probably still, if people think he's going to come back and be really, really good, try to move him on that. But if you, if you held on to him, you're starting him now at least. And, and it's not, you know, you're not thinking about, you know, flying down to San Antonio and, and confronting Paul Gasol anymore. You're, you're calmed down and, uh, you're at least getting some good stats out of him. You, You would like to see some more blocks, some more blocks, Paul Gasol. That'd be nice, but um, yeah, sixteen and eight's fine. A um, couple weird starts tonight for the Spurs since they were playing Dallas. They probably expected to uh, not have to play anybody. David uh, Bertans, he he started along with uh, Dejounte Murray, and both those guys played admirably, but they didn't play huge minutes. Um, I'm not going to dwell on that, I guess. I think it's more interesting that Patty Mills came off the bench for some reason, but then played 30 minutes and had a pretty good night, 17 points, three rebounds, and assists, two steals, two three-pointers. When um, Tony Parker is out, I would stream Patty Mills, and if Tony Parker ever got injured, I'd probably pick up Patty Mills. Um, that I think Patty Mills is pretty good, and he's pretty good at running a team, so... Um, I'd be on him. Let's go to the last game of the night. Toronto versus the LA Clippers. Toronto rough back-to-back after that kind of nonsense call in Sacramento. So it's going to be a tough game for them against uh, the team with the best record in the league right now. It looks like um, Jonas Valachunas almost played 30 minutes tonight. Look at, look at him. Jonas with 15 points, 8 rebounds, and an assist and a block. So that is better than you've seen from him lately. Um, good to see him playing close to thirty minutes. You thought this was the? Uh, I thought this was the year, and like it did this year started out with him getting like uh, over thirty minutes a game, and looking like he he was about to take that step that he should, 
he's still playing under 30 minutes, but he's 14 and 10 with almost a block, almost an assist and a half a steal. None of those stats are super great, but he's a good free throw shooter and he's a great field goal percentage guy. And, and he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. So in nine cats, he, he looks really good. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's going to, uh, it doesn't seem like he's still, he's trustworthy down the stretch. Anyway, uh, still, uh, I'm not really sure what they're trying to do with him. Uh, one of the guys I said to watch out for was Norman Powell. Um, so Tamari Carroll's out. Norman Powell got the start tonight, but in that start, he, he only played 26 minutes. He had 11 points, one steal, one assist and two three pointers. I think it's, uh, interesting to see him. He, he's got potential, right? And, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see how he goes. I think he's had a couple games already this season that have have looked good fantasy wise, but his consistency isn't there yet. His playing time consistency isn't there yet either. Um, Patrick Patterson still seems to get a lot of minutes off the bench. They, he seems way way more reliable than everybody else, and he had a really great night tonight. Uh, Fourteen points, two steals, two assists, six rebounds, and three three pointers for Patrick Patterson. Patterson. I'm not running to pick him. I'm not running to pick him up, but the fact that Damari Carroll, I think, is well, I don't know how long he's out for. Um, I, mean, I think it was just this game, really. Yeah, it looks like Damari Carroll is just out, kind of this game. So Patrick Patterson, not, I'm not interested in him replacing uh, Damari Carroll or Norman Powell for that matter. Going over to the Clippers. Clippers are doing what the Clippers normally do. JJ's got a shooting back. Uh, he only was four for seven, but he had three three-pointers. Nine for nine from free throw, 20 points, a steal, and two rebounds. DeAndre Jordan, 17 and 15. Um, nine for 14 from free throw for Jordan. Um, that's to be expected. And another great across-the-board uh, night for Blake Griffin, 26, 7, and 7 with a steal and a block. Um, not shooting a three tonight. I'm a little surprised by that. Chris Paul, who is amazing, 26, 12, three rebounds, uh, two steals, three three-pointers. Um, Chris Paul, like I said, should be a top-five player every single year. He should be drafted, um, I think, in the top five because he's the best point guard. So ra- rarity counts. And I know we got Westbrook and we got Harden now who are who are point guards technically. Well, I guess Westbrook was always a point guard, okay. But Harden's now a point guard and Westbrook's like a triple-double machine. He's out of his mind. But if you're in a nine-cat league and you care about every single percentage and you care about turnovers, turnovers is what Chris Paul is a, a monster at. And that's something really weird to say. But the amount of usage Chris Paul has and the amount of turnovers he gets – running a team and being a point guard is unfathomable. He only has, he's averaging two turnovers per game. That's it. And he has the ball the entire game. Uh, he's 18 points, almost nine assists, three steals per game this year, and over two three-pointers a game. He's third overall in nine cat leagues. I think he should be picked in the top five, top six, every single year until – I don't know, for the next five years at the very least. I am all about Chris Paul, even though he's one of the dirtiest players in the league, and I will um, 
That is your Chris Paul is the, one of the dirtiest players in the league uh, moment of the evening. Everybody else on this team doing what they usually do. Nothing to worry about. Uh, no one really interesting off the bench. Jamal Crawford did score uh, 12 points tonight, but I think he's fallen off and uh, past the drop zone. He's at the bottom. He should probably be on the waivers and not on anybody's team unless you're in a bigger league where uh, playing time matters. That's it. That's all the box scores tonight. Kind of a little long-winded in certain areas tonight, but I think there's a, there's a lot to be had over the weekend and uh, a lot of a lot of movement going on in the league right now. So this is uh, this is a period where people kind of get a little lazy and they're not paying attention. It's the holidays. They're at home with the family, and you know, you know, there's a lot going on uh, in people's lives during this moment. So throw throw your life in the trash. Ignore your family. Uh, don't go home for any of the holidays and just stay on Twitter and look at fantasy basketball and have no friends or family at all because that's the proper choice if you want to win your league. Or um, just enjoy yourself, eat a ton of food, and uh, drink many drinks and have a great Thanksgiving. I'll probably talk to you before Thanksgiving anyway, and maybe even on Thanksgiving we'll do a special um, – Maybe do something special. I'll look into it. It depends on how much uh, I have to pay attention to my family this uh, Thanksgiving. So cheers, everybody. Have a nice short week at work. And thanks for joining us. If uh, you'd like to leave me feedback like um, our uh, great listener Kyle did on Twitter, he he found me on Twitter at WatchTheBoxes, all one word. And... If you like what you're hearing, leave us a rating, leave us a review on where, however you can through whatever means. If you want to hire a skywriter and leave us a review over any city in America, as long as it's like a top 10, top 15 population city, like don't waste your money on like a, like a, like a 4,000 population city. So if you want to do that, leave us a review that way. That's fine. I don't really care. Um, tweet at me, leave us a review. That'd be awesome. Thanks for joining us. Have a good night, everybody.